2: Welcome back for another OG show live. Mr. Randall, how you doing?
3: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Real Down.
4: Welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for News.
2: Hi, boys and girls. Welcome to once again the Bass Advance Brother... This is the final cast. Another segment of uh, Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Palatine. Welcome
1: market. back, everyone. Another episode of Feather and Fur, your host. Welcome back to the Mindset I'm
0: your host, Krista. Hey, welcome back to Off the Water. This is
5: Hugh here with Adventures of Outdoor Woman Podcast. Hey, guys. Welcome
2: to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. We're brought to you by... Pelican built tough for all situations. Go to pelican.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, go to eastport.info. Yak Gadget for all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs. Go to yakgadget.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome
3: back to the Real Down. I'm your host as always, Jimmy Skinner. With me as always, Dan Perry. What's up, dude? What's up, man? I want to get straight to it. I want to know, uh, how did the secret pond fishing go with the boy? I didn't get to make it.
1: Oh, it was good. as uh me and my son and then Lance Coley and his kid and uh, and his kayak. And we, uh, yeah, my, my son, Asa, come here. Hey, he caught his, uh, his two new personal bests and then took a nap. Here he is right here, the fisherman himself
3: the hammer what's up bubba straight from hockey all right watch
1: out watch out but yeah it, it, he's it was gonna good. take over the show <laughs> no no he's gotta get to bed well nah, take awesome. shower and then go to bed he had two hockey practices tonight but yeah the uh we did that and it, was a, it was a hoot man good time. that's cool
3: i uh helped do a little moving and i got to go explore a new area for about two hours called one fish decided very quickly f that whole area uh, looked really good, but you know that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Also, but, uh,
1: I, I finally got a uh, a rack and roll trailer this weekend. I've been wanting one forever, and I finally you, found one. Where'd you find one? Did you like a used one? Yeah, I, I used one. I, I got it from a dude in Pensacola. He met me halfway, and I uh, got like crazy good deal on it. So yeah.
3: Hell yeah, that's awesome. I don't know what's up I'm with the actually... light.
1: I, I look like I bleached my teeth or something. That's not what happened. <laughs> got the pearly
3: whites showing out i look like i'm representing the red light district back here i meant to change (laughs) it to blue but i don't care uh but yeah so uh, another great show lined up uh this is the show that we were uh trying to get last week but it's uh, a little local coverage for me for sure just a little bit north of dan uh we've got the the winners and the angler of the year from the north alabama kayak anglers uh fresh off of their classic on one of my favorite lakes in the state wheeler lake which is most, most everybody's least favorite lake. Nobody ever wants to come to Wheeler, but never been there. I don't. Know I how. would say you're missing out. I know some of these guys would probably disagree with that, um, but they they can't really now because they all kicked ass at it. But without further ado, uh, we have the winner, Jason Moore. Second place, Randall Wallace, and third place, Michael Cooper. What's going on, everybody? What's up, so, and
1: gentlemen, what's going on?
3: On? appreciate y'all being on. Yes, sir. So, real quick, um, I know, because I'm I'm buddies with one of the directors, I know, uh, Randall, you were, uh, after, so it was a two-day tournament, I'll get to this, and it wasn't a traditional two-day tournament. They were able to fish from, I think, like, was it like 12 noon on Friday to, I think, 3 p.m. 11 to 3 So 11 a.m. on Friday to 3 p.m. on Saturday. So you could kind of fish it whenever you wanted to and have a couple of chances of getting your fish. Um, But I know that uh, apparently after Friday, Randall had sent a message that said, F this lake or something like that. Like (laughs) He had blanked on Friday. (laughs) I
5: can't stand it. I don't know how you like it. I mean, it's got great backwater that's usually ineligible for tournaments. But... As a tournament, like, it's terrible. I mean, for me, I, it's terrible. I
3: don't like it. I definitely, I mean, I've, I've definitely got more success on the backwater, but I've started dabbling with some of the, like, main lake stuff. And it's getting better because the grass is finally coming back, but I still don't think it's there by any means. But uh, Jason, I know Jason likes it, but he's a backwater guy. Uh, at, would you say it's one of your top three lakes, Jason? i don't know if y'all can y'all can y'all hear him no Uh, it was breaking up for me uh try coming back out and coming back in one more time jason we'll see if that works but uh coop i know you i'm pretty sure i could guess the area you were fishing
4: uh what what do you think about Wheeler? um i kind of like Randall said backwaters um Main lake, I normally stay away from. I live mostly on the north end, so I fish. I say north end. I guess it would be the east end of the lake. So I spend most of my time up that way. Um, but I was actually went to a new spot, never been to before, kind of scoped it out on the map for about two months since we found out Wheeler was going to be the spot and just kind of winged it and rolled up and found a bunch of shad and end up doing well for two days.
3: That's awesome. All right, Jason, can you hear us now, Boba See if we got you back. Still having a little technical difficulties, yeah. but um, well, well let's see. So I would say I want to hear Randall's take on Wheeler. Well give give a description of Wheeler to people that don't know anything about it. I don't know if this is a-
5: I'll keep it kid-friendly. It's it's the the, uh, butthole of the Tennessee River. (laughs) Nobody in their right mind would ever choose Wheeler over Chickamauga, Gunnersville, Wilson, Pickwick, Kentucky Lake. Nobody in their right mind would say, hey, I have five days of vacation. Grab the boat. We're going to Wheeler.
3: I mean, he's not wrong there. I've got some time coming off up, and I definitely am not going to Wheeler, and I live 10 minutes from it.
5: Yeah, I mean, it has it has great fish. You can look back at the years of the Bassmasters, and I think the last time they were there is when Takahiro won it, throwing topwater right out in front of Ingles Harbor. I mean, it has the fish, but it's it's not a kayak-friendly lake. It's, the launches are restricted for the most part, and... I mean, it's great for skinny water. It has more skinny water options than any other lake on the Tennessee River.
3: It definitely does. But well, that
5: puts well, a well, lot of people in the same area. Why are the launches restricted? Well, no, I say restricted. They are, there's not that many on the main lake. I mean, limited, you got a few. Yeah. yeah, limited. I mean, you got Ingles, and you got up towards the dam, um, both ends of the lake, Gunter'sville Dam and then actual Wheeler Dam, maybe on the other side at the Elk River. But like mid lake, I mean, there just isn't there is TVA areas, there are uh like management areas, the WMA at Swan yeah. Creek. And but, I mean, do you really want to park your truck down there? I,
3: well, uh, Randall can only say that because he's had some bad experiences leaving his truck places. <laughs> My yeah, man's came back and got had the uh the old uh oh, what was it called? Catalytic it converter, your, yeah, your oh, catalytic really? converter Man. was stolen by one of your uh crystal methodists. Had,
5: it had uh, seven hundred miles on it.
3: <laughs> wow! Yeah, but you but, know it's where- funny.
5: That's where I fished the two days for this tournament. <laughs> you were like, "F it, uh, let's it. do it again." I oh. hung them out there. I literally, t- I hung them out there and told them, "You know what? I'm not gonna let it ruin them. You know, ruin a good spot for me. Yet. Maybe I'll get lucky and walk up on them. I don't know. I've,
1: I've never understood. Like, where are they selling them?
5: Junkyards." Oh, okay. I mean, we could get into the whole argument. Like, yeah, I don't exactly. understand how the junkyards even allow that.
4: Yeah, like you should yeah. have to
5: do like a registry. There should be serialized. Like, you should have to photo ID. I mean, if you show up with 74 catalytic converters.
3: Well, that's, so your, yeah. your your bigger scrapyards do. But it's the, you know, Warrior warrior County, like, Mama, Mom, Papa scrapyards. Yeah. They don't care because they'll just turn around and sell them to the bigger scrap yards, but, but back to talking about like uh, limited ramp access and the ramps you do have like actual boat ramps. Most of them are like, not, I mean like Ingles and, uh, what is that? The I mean, Riverwalk Marina. Yeah. Like those are near some decent areas. And I don't mean like I'm giving away any secrets, but there's kayakable water right there. Most of the other ramps on that Lake. I mean, you got to really run to really hit anything, which just, you know, up until now, especially for the NACA guys, wasn't really ideal because y'all we didn't allow motors uh, up until going into next year. But uh, but NACA is an old school club with a lot of backwater guys anyway, so it's it's kind of cool to see how that plays out. If somebody but,
5: could figure out that main river on Wheeler, they, they could catch some checks because I guarantee you there wasn't ten people on it.
4: Yeah, I didn't catch a fish off of it the whole time. Huh. And I and tried.
3: So, and you know, they're there because the oh. there was a turn. I mean, obviously, this is in the spring, but there was a tournament on Wheeler earlier this year. And the guy came in with, I think it's like 23 or 24 pounds of smallmouth, which as of lately is just not heard of on Wheeler anymore. Yeah. Uh, after the big spray and all the you know, the die off and everything. But, uh, but yeah, it's so that was the lake that got chosen. And, uh, you boys fished it. We're having, uh, Jason's having some, some, uh, signal, signal issues, but, uh, we'll kind of get into it so y'all well i know coop you've got experience on it but you already said you kind of picked out a new area and uh randall obviously has experience on it based off that last story uh wh- what did y'all do to prepare for it did you put a lot of pre-fishing time in it or did you like j- kind of just wing it and do a little map study or just hope that you know history worked for you go ahead Coop.
4: yeah so i didn't get pre-fish any um he's a working man man between getting ready for this baby and getting the house ready it took up all my time so last chance i got to fish was a river stop pretty much besides hitting up Gunnersville a few times which is pretty much in the backyard um, so i didn't pre-fish any but my spot that i normally go to at the river stop with the rain and stuff we had we hadn't had too much rain so the rivers were low so had to shift from the river stop and say hey let's go find somewhere else for the classic so that's what kind of sparked that other than that i probably would have went to some more skinny water and done a float um that's more up my alley yeah so yeah so other than that no pre-fishing no nothing more map study and really that was it going off maps and since i had two days and all night to fish you were able to wing it a little bit more if I knew yeah. Friday didn't work, then I had two or three other spots kind of in my back pocket. Like, let's go try these. So, did, did you but, give the
3: nighttime bite a, a chance? Did you kind of hit it all three times? Uh, I
4: started. I started pretty much put in right at lines in and fish till about eleven o'clock that night, and then the rain was about to come in wind was starting to pick up and so i decided to go ahead go back home grab a bite to eat get a few hours of sleep and i started back at i woke up about 4 30 headed back to the river so
1: committed man I don't, I, to, even, I don't think i've ever even looked at it i'm sitting here looking at the map it looks juicy man Really does man. don't yeah.
2: man <laughs>
3: I'm you it, it's You've got one side, yeah, and one side, like, it's bullshit.
4: <laughs> You'll waller all in it. You'll just go to waller. So, it's I mean, one of yeah. those
5: places that everything looks so good, and there are no fish in 50% of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, That's
4: even cool. on the rivers, there's a bunch of dead stretches. So, I mean, <laughs> there might go two hours in a float. You don't catch nothing and then catch 10 stacked up somewhere.
3: That's definitely, man. You Especially so I've been kayak fishing up here since 16. I think when I met all you guys and Wheeler's got so much good history, even from the kayaks, you hear about, you know, the guys winning in certain creeks on my end, more towards the middle of the lake, catching 24 inch largemouth up in a foot of water and guys like coop going down on the, uh, the East end of the lake and, you know, getting on big smallies up in the current and stuff like that. And I've caught some good fish. But for the most part, it's just, it's feast or famine. And there was a lot of that this weekend. Uh, I like Nate. Nate's the director. Uh, I know he moved spots and went and caught up with Dan Sasser and he caught one, you know, really good fish up in the pads. But, you know, it's just very random. It's just, I think it's because of everybody knows anything about Wheeler knows that it was sprayed real bad. There's just like you said, there's so much dead area and, and there's areas that still even show that you'll go back in some areas that should be the most lush, you know, fresh oxygenated water. And it's just this nasty, dead, just mud flat of just nothingness. And like there's no you won't see life. I mean, even in you find like stagnant slack areas in, you know, anywhere else in the in the state or the country and you'll see gar and turtles. You don't even see that in some of these places. It's just nothingness. Uh, which is like Randall said, though you do see there a lot of people fish in the same areas. You get a lot of, I say competition, but it's more company than anything. Uh Did you have any company, either one of y'all?
4: I was just about to ask.
3: <laughs> no, the other, the other than the people
5: I fished with. No, I mean, right. I fished that I, section for river stops and Wheeler tournaments for six, seven years, and we not one time had somebody else on it.
4: So, good. yeah, same thing. Normally, I don't see nobody, so if I start seeing people now, I'll know something's up. But the whole time, from the time I put in till I quit fishing, I didn't see another kayak or another boat the entire time, which I was surprised. So,
1: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just
0: that. Learn more at Marines.com.
4: That, that probably kind of helped playing because there were not many fish where I was, but they had just started that fall transition into some of the creeks and yeah i bet you right now that place is on fire so
3: <laughs> yeah i took off tomorrow to go find out not uh, on wheeler I'm, I'm going to go to gunnersville because like randall said i'd rather just go to gunnersville yeah but uh wait, R- randall what what all kayaks you got
1: back there you got oh, like eight
3: of them huh you got
5: a couple 360 a outback a hd and a kilroy you ever get your boy out there with you anymore uh, he kind of retired since he's got older.
1: <laughs> is, is that a Kilroy HD or a Couset? Uh, no, that's o- OG. Oh, okay.
5: Yeah, that's, that's that GI Jackson color they uh, got rid of back in like 2016 or 17. That's but that boat's for me more money than any other boat, I promise you. <laughs> I paid for it, every other boat in here with that Kilroy, I swear. That's crazy. Even that Tennessee Bass Nation
3: <laughs> I thought you were more strictly in your uh, 360.
5: Uh, I mean big water, but like if it's grassy, if I know, if I know I have to pull that drive at any point, I take the kill away.
0: Yeah,
3: but well that explains know. a lot more than on Gunnersville because I, everybody knows you kick most of our asses on Gunnersville, and. I know the rough area you fish and I've been back there before and I was like, how the hell does he get this Hobie back here? Like there's gotta be somewhere to put in that I don't know about or something.
5: No, I don't, I don't take it
3: smart, man. But, uh, well, uh, so Randall, what about you? Did you, uh, did you give it any real pre fish or did you just kind of wing it? I
5: knew, I mean, once they drew Wheeler, I knew that moment where I was going, it's like I said, it's, I fished it for river stops. I fished it for Wheeler tournaments. I think I've got. This is probably about the sixth second place finish I've got off that that stretch. I mean, it's got fish. It's got good fish. I just this time two days I couldn't get a kicker. I just yeah. But after Friday, I mean, I caught so many 15 inch fish. I was like, I'm just. I don't even know if I'm going back. And I contemplated. I talked to Coop. I talked to Bo. I talked to a lot of people. I was like, man, I just don't know what to do. Then about. Nine o'clock at night, I was like, I know there's fish there. Don't be an idiot. Don't leave fish to find fish. And then they, the bigger one started biting. You know, I caught them three 18s before 830, and that was my last call. I couldn't get over another 18-inch. But the guy who fished with me caught a 19-3 uh, quarter within arm's reach of me. <laughs>
3: was you and Bubba fishing in the same boat again?
5: Uh. Friday we fish together
3: I joke Eat around there. about that because uh've I've judged some tournaments that uh Randall's and uh, his fishing partner have been in and they literally stay like close enough to talk to each other easily because <laughs> when their marks are coming in you know you have to check uh you have to check GPS coordinates to make sure there's eligible water and it pops up on tourney X when you're director and it literally their dots are like like <laughs> on top of each other and I asked him about it one day and he was like i want to say that there was a picture i think of one of y'all like with like your leg hooked over the other guy's boat or something oh, like yeah. that. i mean so, y'all two yeah. are like which means fishing partners is cool as shit but yeah. i just always thought that was funny that i can't remember who it may have been uh nate that had said something about it's it like oh yeah they fish close enough to spit on each other
5: <laughs> oh yeah that's funny because like he'll be a day where and i'll catch and you know we fish many of these tournaments together like spro tournament or uh any of these TPK and knock it we'll be that close and his bite's a sixteen, mine's a nineteen. Like it just don't there's no rhyme or reason to it. There's no
1: Yeah.
5: We're making the same cast It's just I always get a better bite. And he just it eats him up.
3: Man, I that's don't why that's a I'd good fishing partner to have the <laughs> yeah. one
5: that you always beat.
3: <laughs> and that that's okay with it. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well uh well let's get into the the I'll say tournament day, uh, but we'll start from the Friday in the beginning, Coop. Tell us about, because, I mean, you you fished a bunch of time. So, yeah. start walking us up until basically you got off the water that first day.
4: Yeah, so I put in, I fished around the boat ramp where I put in that, and it was on the main river. I guess I'll go ahead and say it. I was at the dam, so I fished the dam, and <laughs> it was, uh, they were pulling some current, but, I mean, getting a bite was non-existent so i played around until i found a creek and went up in the creek and started to find shad uh, big balls of shad but the, there was more gar than there was anything in there and there was a bunch of life pretty much fished it out and i caught all my big fish all my pretty much scoreable fish on friday and i got one kicker on saturday so the big bite definitely came from me on friday um, but fished it the whole way, and pretty much they were positioned on the swings of the creeks, on the inside points of the swings where I pretty much got all my bites. Uh, they were stationed either on rocks or trees, um, lay downs, and pretty much fished them shad style, either that or a jig. Um, between those two pretty much did all my damage.
3: And and you what,
1: these what, what yeah, what shad style?
4: Oh, uh, well, I figured y'all that so. This is an old school bait. I don't know if y'all can see it. Right. Old school, it's old school Sammy, is what they call it. Yeah, had a dad's exactly. buddy give it to me probably about 15 years ago, and it's a little probably about two and a half, maybe three inch, uh, walk the dog style bait. And it's got a little rattle in it. And anytime they're schooling on small shad. It's hard to beat. Um, either that or a little Kytec, little swim bait, like little three inch, something like that. Um, but they seemed to only want either top water or something in the shad whenever they started schooling, or I was having to pitch up in trees because like they were transitioning back into the back of the creek. Um, fish and fish probably caught six or seven fish on Friday but they were all smaller 12 13 14 inches um ended up getting to one portion of the creek and i was about to turn around starting to get dark saw a school of fish and ended up landing three of my biggest fish out of that school um so it was almost like a luck thing i mean i could have turned around and missed every one of those fish Um, but i went that fifty more yards happened to see a school of fish and ended up sitting there for probably about 30 45 minutes and ended up catching five or six and probably a 25 30 yard stretch um but the first one was the biggest one it was that it was like 19 and a quarter right at 19. um and it it blew up right at the boat i was about to pull the bait up and it blew up so i love it, that oh <laughs> it was it was amazing and it being the biggest fish so that's kind of how that happened and I had big aspirations for the next day, thinking, oh, I'm gonna go back. I'm on fish, don't leave fish. Cause I debated all night to change it up and go somewhere else, but I just couldn't couldn't bring myself to do it. Went back and I bet you I caught 10 to 12 fish on Saturday and cold up a half inch, I think.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so may, the, may,
4: maybe three and a half. I think it was like three and a half inches is what I called up on Saturday off
3: so, one fish. So uh, stepping back, just because you were talking about getting into the, you know, finding a creek, you already mentioned it was the the inside arms of the swing, inside points. Or yeah. uh, Was it like real, real shallow, skinny kind of water? Or did you have a lot of depth change? <laughs> so, so actually it's around here for anybody that yeah. don't know. And it's creeks most places, but around here especially, you'll have a lot of these – like limestone bottom creeks, that one side is like nothing. And I've seen some of them within six feet drop to like nine feet, like tra- yeah. crazy outside drops. So what was it like for where you were at? Yeah,
4: that's exactly what happened. So the outside of the swing was probably maybe three foot and went up to like a one foot, just a shallow little bay. And the inside points were nine to 11 feet. I mean, they were they're around 10 foot deep running down on the inside swing so they weren't shallow they were yeah. deeper um but they good. it's like they were just using it for a stage just to keep just to follow that bait fish on back. yeah
3: good good fall transition area where they still yeah. got that deep water real close to them well that's cool well uh what about you randall uh give us your first uh your your friday launch i guess
5: uh 11 lines in i mean we put in started pedaling up and we caught fish. I mean, it just was no size. I mean, I probably caught twenty-five fish. It was just thirteen to fifteen. Um, any way you wanted to catch them with a fall bait, uh, spinner bait, chatter bait, um, swim bait, uh, Ned rig. I mean, we caught them any kind of anyway. Just wasn't no quality, and so we probably probably up maybe three and a half miles I would say three miles maybe um just covering water and could never really figure out that bigger bite I mean it was there was no rhyme or reason to where they were there was some in the slack water some in the eddies some in the current um some in the laydowns, some in the middle of the river I mean there was typical for me typical fall fishing yeah anywhere everywhere any way you want them few and far between for were sight.
3: there were there lots of fish, like, piled up on top of each other? said so, like, get one bite and you could get two or three more rats out of it?
5: Absolutely not. It was almost the complete opposite. It was pure random. I mean, mm. everything that looked like, oh, you know, when you're river fishing, like, oh, you know, there's going to be a fish in there. No. Then you cast the line after, get a backlash out, and then it blows up on a frog in the middle of the river. I mean, it was... <laughs> There was no rhyme or reason to it on Saturday. And I don't know if it was, we had supposed to have that big amount of rain, that big weather system was moving in. I don't know if that had them jacked up. You know, typically it makes them bite, I would think. But the bigger fish wasn't biting. Um, so it got into Saturday morning, launched at lines in, and um, it was raining, kind of a real light rain, heavy mist, uh, perfect moving bait. And, I mean, so I put on a uh, white and chartreuse, Jackhammer, and I mean, probably third cast, caught an 18. I was like, okay, might, you know, might be on to something, and probably two or three casts later, catch another one on chatterbait. So I was like, okay, one more, and then I'm going to have to just hold this in my hand. Sure enough, caught another 18 on it, probably another five minutes later. So I was like, okay, I'm going to glue it in my hand. And I did, and for 40 minutes, I didn't get a bite. And I was like, well, I'm tired of throwing this thing. So I pick up a popping frog and started just throwing it against the bank and current or eddies, slack water, lay downs, uh, undercut banks. And it was that was the deal. I probably should have been throwing first thing. I mean, they were just crushing that frog. Well, there is
3: an eye opener for me because when I fish a lot of moving rivers and stuff too, and I just don't ever throw that kind of frog. I always throw like a, like a horny toad or something like that. Like a little lighter. Um, That's good. That's I I don't know if I've ever talked to anybody that's throwing a frog like that, but anybody that doesn't know Randall, this man was, did you, did you back to back or did you three-peat the Spro tournament?
5: Back to back. I didn't get to fish it that third year.
3: Okay. So. What I know of Randall and what he's known for to most of us around here is frog fishing on Gunnersville. I mean, Randall Randall's a a frog guru, and just like you said, I mean, I've heard it come from Bubba's mouth himself. Y'all can be throwing the same thing in the same area, and Randall's just got that magic touch or something to it that some would call it luck. (sighs) Some would call it cheating. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, I think he just paid his dues
5: i don't know if I. yeah i got one well,
3: curious to is? see what it was yep i have that frog see it doesn't That's matter fine, huh? <laughs> like just a white
5: popping frog and i um like on those style i like to cut the the legs a little bit different when <laughs> uh one better so it'll it stays in one spot it's almost yeah. like a like a spook You just twitch it and it'll kick left, kick right, which in that seemed to be the deal where you throw it up under a brush up against the bank and you would kick it once or twice and then it would sit there and then they would eat it. Like it never got hit on the actual pops or it was that pause in between. Mm -hmm. Do you you boil them or do anything crazy? Just turn Uh, the hooks out a little? Sandpaper. I take sandpaper and I rough the top of them up, kind of thin out that top plastic um some of them just get to a point where uh catching a fish on them their teeth the fish will kind of wear them down yeah i don't bend my hooks The only time i bend my hooks is i bend them in if i'm fishing really heavy thick sloppy stuff i bend them in because i would rather miss a fish or two than miss 50 casts cleaning my frog off
3: yeah
5: it's kind of a pick your poison type thing um I would rather, I'd rather be fishing than cleaning my frog off. and I don't care how weedless they are. When you throw in that real sloppy stuff on Gunnersville and it lands upside down, or if it jumps over a log and it lands upside down, then you got to reel it in. So I'll bend mine in. But I'll rough them up. I'll put them in the, the truck windows, soften the plastic. If i get a couple. I'll throw them up in the dash and let them sit there for a week or leave them there all summer and get them out as I need them. Um, I've taken a heat gun in a pinch before, heated them up with a heat gun, sand them, sand them on the top. Um, it kind of gives a little bit more grip. But other than that, I mean, I don't.
3: I now know that my frog game is way worse than I thought it was. I thought it was doing <laughs> all right. What's your preparation, Jimmy? I take the bitch out of the package and I tie it on the line and I go catch fish with it. Apparently, I got to rethink this. <laughs> what's your, what, Cause I mean, what's your setup on, and all that? bending the hooks in can't be doing anything bad because you've landed tons of killer sized fish with them
5: oh yeah but i mean i'd love to tell you about the ones i missed and that's the god's honest truth
0: (laughs) frog
5: fishing is uh it's one of those things i mean you have to know that you're not going to catch every fish that you get a blow up on either they'll knock it out of the water you just don't get a good hook set um you get a great hook set and it piles up in 17 pounds of weeds and then it pins itself there and it gets, I mean, it's just one of those things if a lot of people get frustrated with it,
3: but definitely I, 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 enjoy legi-
5: it. I
1: legitimately think I missed my PB on Gunners fell on a frog last I year.
3: I definitely know I have <laughs> like, it's know, always on Gunners.
5: <laughs> you know, when it's, yeah. when it's a good one, it's I, I always say this, when it sounds like Jesus drops a bowling ball, that, that's when you know
3: it was a big one.
5: It it don't matter if he blew up out of the water or just gulped it. There's a sound that the big ones make that can't that, be replicated.
3: The That gulp I've experienced three times, and it's the one where you know that, like you see in the videos, where the water just disappears, frog and all. And all three times that that's happened, I've had my head turned. Because it seems like I always... Like, I actually do it on purpose now. Like, if if I'm either, like, setting the hook early and pulling it out of their mouths, I'll start casting and I'll make sure when I'm working the frog I don't look so that it's all a reaction. And that's happened three times in the last two years. And then you look back and you see a hole in the mat, you know, just you're like, oh, my God.
5: Coop, didn't you get second or third in that one stroke?
4: Yeah, I think it was either third or fourth I placed in it. Um, I I qualified for the dugout whenever it was on uh, Chateauk qualified for it all off a frog got every all i think it was like 100 inches off a frog jesus out of one spot so
3: we're talking to a couple of alabama frog gods here guys yeah. Randall, i got, got this that, a what, lot I, of juice <laughs> yeah
1: I, I have questions like what what what's your what's your rod setup i mean is it, it are you using something super heavy or because you're you know you're walking it is it something a little bit lighter
5: i don't i mean i, I I personally use the Tatula Elite Ishman Road frog rod. Now it's expensive, and it's it's very expensive. But I can't tell you how much the weight of the rod plays into being able to th- just throw it all day. It's just like when you're throwing an Alabama rig all day, your arms get tired. You just get tired of throwing it. Frog's the same way. If you got a heavy, big 200 size reel, uh, 711 heavy. Like, you just don't want to throw it all day. Yeah. So I spent the money and downsize. Like, uh, Robert Brown, Osprey Rods, builds all my rods. I just, Tatula or Daiwa has a patent on those certain kind of guides. They're made of uh, carbon fiber. They weigh absolutely nothing. The rod weighs absolutely nothing. So and I told Robert, I said, hey, I, I, he fixes my rod. He can't even, Daiwa, don't sell the guides. You can't buy the guides to repair it. They don't even sell them to the public. So, like, it's 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 expensive, but it's... What's your then, length
3: and action on that one?
5: Uh, I believe it's a 7.3 heavy, extra fast. But it don't... It probably... I mean, I wish I could weigh it, but... Um, it weighs absolutely nothing. And then I just use a Tatua... Uh, reel. And I use the smallest one, the 100 oh really a 100
0: mm. all
5: right big braid Mm-mm, 30 max
0: dang man
5: i'm throwing
3: 65
5: <laughs> i'm, so I'm doing throwing this that wrong. 30 twice as far as you're throwing that 60
3: oh i guarantee it
5: <laughs> and that's i mean you have a 30 pound braid i don't know i mean other than alligator nothing is going to
3: break that 30 pound braid
5: What? Well, what's but, your brand uh cigar cigar
3: yeah i gotta yeah. rethink my frog setup.
5: Yeah, I use 30, and like I said, it cuts through the grass. It's thinner in diameter, so it cuts better. So if you get a frog a fish in the, in the thick grass, and us get that hook set. Well, it's cutting that first two or three feet of that whatever's in front of it.
3: So it's almost like, it like, that.
5: yeah, I use 30. I can cast it better. I can put more on, of it on my smaller reel. Mm. It's all about weight to me. Like if I'm going to throw that frog, I'm usually going to throw it all day long.
3: Oh, yeah.
5: And, uh, so I'll go with the lightest setup possible.
3: Fine, right. I'm, uh, I'm going to go back and clip this and I'm going to take me a bunch of notes. Cause I've learned a lot on that. What about, <laughs> yeah. I know Coop, Coop, you weren't using the frog in this tournament, but just
4: because no. I know you, you smack them on a frog. What's your frog setup? Uh, so mine's a little different than his. Uh, I throw a Dobbins, so I don't spend a bunch of money. I got a Dobbins. Yeah. Um, but I've thrown two different reels. Yep. Uh, it just depends on where i'm at if i'm doing heavy grass i'll go down to like a seven three but i'll use a um it's a quantum so the hd the smoke hd reel has Mm -hmm. a little bit more torque so i use that one in heavy grass but it's more sparse i use an eight to one smoke so a little bit faster um
1: I, I have a couple of the HDs. They're they're good reels, man.
4: Oh, I love the HDs, especially oh. pitching, flipping, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, they're they're a great frog rod or frog reel. And then I throw forty pound most of the time. Uh, kind of like Randall said, I can cast it a little further. All
3: right, um, I feel like man. I thought I knew something about frog
4: fishing. I feel like a freaking idiot now. And I mean, it's kind of like Randall said though. You're gonna miss fish, and then being in a kayak and not being able to get that leverage on them. <laughs> Is even, is even bigger. So, I mean, you're going to miss fish. Um, and you, He was talking about modifications. About the only modification I do mine is when the grass is real thick. I got a frog or two that has a couple BBs in it, some rattles. I did um, that. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, you can do all types of stuff. I've seen people glue Velcro, little patches of Velcro on top. I've
3: been wanting to try mm-hmm.
4: that. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I mean – i leave them on my dash when I first get them to kind of soften them up. But, I mean, you're going to miss them. So, no matter what you do, I mean, you're going to catch some, you're going to lose some. So, just take it and go.
1: I had to look up that rod, Randall. I didn't know there was a difference between the Tatula Elite and the Tatula Elite AGS.
5: AGS, those are the guides. Yeah. Yep.
3: How how much is that rod, Dan? I just got to know.
1: The well the regular elite's one seventy nine to two hundred and the AGS is two eighty nine to two ninety nine. So oh no shit. We're above. still cheaper
3: than Lumis. That's, <laughs> 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 That's affordable. That's affordable. <laughs> like- yeah, it's mean, like I
1: said, I Yeah, if you have rod, like one, one your turn.
3: deal that this
1: is your rod, your best technique, you've won all that money on it. Yeah, man,
3: spend the money. Why not?
5: Yeah.
1: But
3: that's not not shaking a stick. I don't personally own one, but I know Robert makes some fantastic rods over oh, there. Oh yeah, I got dude. His rods are so nice.
5: <laughs> I got fifteen of them back there. I'll show you on this frog real quick. Like this is uh that brand new one I showed you out of the pack. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all can see that. That's just same. See how tight that is. Mm-hmm. This is the one I fished with in the tournament.
3: Oh wow! Like you can even see it's got a little sag like to it. You can stick there.
5: You can see yeah. the stiffness in this one compared to this one. I mean, this one is absolutely mangled, shredded. this you decided. keep yours in baby
4: powder? Huh? Do you keep yours in baby powder? No. I just throw them in a box. I keep mine and I put baby powder in my box. Keeps them look fresh. Keeps the it, tails from drying out. Golly,
3: buddy, the bits of freaking information we're getting out of this. Y'all going to have to stop. Look
4: at the, <laughs> look at the legs.
3: So short and staggered. Brand
5: new, short and staggered makes it walk like a like a walking walking the dog.
3: Hmm. You tying a straight to it or a loop knot?
5: Uh, I tied. uh I forget what it's called. Just double in overhand knot, pull it through. I mean, the most simple Palomar. Yeah, Palomar, yeah, just yeah, the most Palomar. simple knot. Yeah,
3: never you, you
1: really got me with that thirty pound line. Yeah, that, I mean that, that surprised me.
4: I think I got some. I'm gonna try that tomorrow.
3: I mean like, we'll see what
4: happens. You'll be, be careful when you backlash that 30 pound, it's a lot worse when you <laughs> oh, sure. I'll tell you that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, you'll Didn't be, be amazing for it, that you
5: get the sensitivity you get. I mean it's that's hmm. just what I've kind of always used and I mean it's
3: worked, so I don't see any reason to change it. Well, I feel you. Well, before we continue, because I'm so curious now, we can just stay on this subject. we got to get back to the tournament at hand, though. Uh, so, Randall kind of told us how he got into his, uh, we'll say, final day of it. Coop, tell
4: us about your Saturday. Uh, my Saturday was pretty much trying to chase him down because I knew where I stood in Angular of the Year kind of going into it. So yeah, We're, we're
3: going to touch on that here in just a second.
4: Yeah, so <laughs> that's one reason why I stayed out so long because I knew, I mean – Every chance I got, I was going to need it. So trying to track him down, fish the whole time, and I ended up losing one fish that probably would have called me up close to him. And we always talk about that one fish that gets away. But other than that, called up one time and probably caught 10, 15-inch fish. <laughs> every, every one of them I kind of throw on the board, nope, nope. Just going back all day.
3: Well, what was your money um, technique for this event, though? Like, you, you said your two. On day two, was it pretty much the same, or did one same stand thing? Out? I went,
4: like, pretty much day one, I kind of narrowed everything down. They weren't biting the chatterbait um, that well. Um, I did try the new slobber knocker out. I was interested, like, let's try it out. I had one bite on the main lake, and it broke me off in some current. It was a mud line. Don't know what it was. Bit me at the boat. Ran me down, snapped me off before I knew it. So, but uh, so, I, I was actually a, a fan of the slobber knocker.
5: Yeah,
1: how does that compare to the Um, uh,
4: I have just as much confidence as that. I think I normally run. So, I'm a jackhammer guy. Uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of my main go-to thing. Um, I normally have two to three title. I'm like the Chris Marks with all his rattle traps. I I, I run all types of jackhammers, so different colors, different sizes, different blades. Um, But I feel like I got just as much confidence in that slobber knocker. Like I was, I was actually a fan of it. So I'll probably buy a few more of those and and keep trying out different trailers. And if you
3: haven't already, you need to try out the cross eyes from Z-Man.
4: Really? No, I hadn't tried that. It's it's like it's God. I think it's.
3: Ten bucks maybe or cheaper like the, the heavy cover one yeah it's basically oh. it's got a little bit of a tie Tie is a little different than the jackhammer uh-huh. but it's just got a, a weed guard on it but in my opinion they almost run the same uh really? for, for how i fish it which is changing uh I, t- I got to talk with uh jody queen at icast and so i usually like basically yo-yo a jackhammer or slow reel it just to feel it knock or i'll rip it up and you can feel it flutter down and he was talking to me one day just talking about how it just darts around and i was like i don't know what you're talking about he was like you don't burn chatterbait and i was like absolutely not and he's like well you're missing a lot of fish then and the last few trips i've been on i'll throw one of them out there and burn it back and if you get it in clear water and watch it come around i mean it does it just goes wherever the hell it feels like and uh, that's how I got my first small mouth on a jackhammer was burning it. So now I'm a believer. So that whole yeah. yo-yoing and hopping trick's probably gone now. You can talk with Nate. Nate
5: will tell you all about trying different trailers, and each trailer will make that, that chatterbait do something different, other whether it be like a razor shad or a paddle tail or a mm-hmm. creature bait. Any of those subtle changes to that jackhammer changes everything. what it does. I, yeah. I know a lot of people get into putting paddle tails on them. I, man, I've tried,
1: I've tried them upside down, right side up, and all different kinds. I mean, it's usually like a, you know, the razor shad or I like more of a craw trailer if I want to stay yeah.
3: up. But I use razor
1: shads. Yeah,
4: I use,
3: yeah. use Kitex or some kind of craw bait, and depending I on which I had
4: your pocketbook. <laughs> 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 man, I, I started out using Kytex until. Man, you went through them so fast. I mean, you almost have to use the Z-Man on the back of it.
3: <laughs> if you're willing to drive, I can get you, I possibly can get you a connection on them, like actual Kytex. <laughs> Uh I got some word passed down to me, and I bulk ordered, and the guy knocked the price down to very affordable. So now I, mean, I just buy them like 10 packs of each color at a time.
4: Oh, they work. I mean, I think they, they're they one of the better baits on the back end.
3: Man, but... I've been trying to find a replacement for the Kitex fat, impact swimmers for two years and there ain't one. I'm sorry. There's other good ones, but when the bite gets tough, you can throw the Kitech and it'll get bit.
4: Now Songs turned me on to these big bite baits, so those uh kamikaze's. Yeah. And that's what I threw this past weekend and I I changed it up. I liked them. I mean they were actually uh, a good trailer on the back end.
1: Yeah that kamikaze swim on.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That the only thing I don't like about those it seems like whenever you put them on a jackhammer Like they're, it's almost like they're eating enough meat to the bait to sometimes it, I don't know. So my problem was the
4: hook kept going through the holes on the back end. It's like that hook wants to find the little holes that make the little bubbles, whatever they do. I had to like take that off the hook so many times. So that was probably the only downside to that bait. But you were talking about a paddle tail on the back end. Z-Man, I mean, that's probably pretty much the only paddle tail I use. But once you leave it on for a month or two, the tail can get warped. And what Jimmy's talking about with it darting and diving, doing off top, that's when you get crazy action. One of those tails will just set and turn, and it'd be kind of crooked, and it's almost impossible to get that jackhammer to run straight. <laughs> so I mean, it, that's something I just learned. Didn't even mean to, and I used a crooked tail paddle tail one day and caught more off of that day than I probably ever had. Golly, um, buddy, we're getting off. I mean, it of could have been luck. It could have been lug, but no, I it's a subtle difference, it. man. The subtle, subtle differences difference. is what, what sticks out in
3: fishing, especially when shit's pressured. Yeah. Speaking well, of paddle so, tails, though,
5: I uh I was pretty high in a pretty high national level tournament this past spring, and uh, I ran out of paddle tails and my good buddy Coop gave me an on-the-water delivery. That's forty-five dollars. He wasn't even in the tournament. He drove from his house, went and picked up paddle tails and brought them to me, and I ended up finishing fourth wow. in that uh, trail series. <laughs> Good job, that's awesome. Solid, that's awesome. Solid, solid, solid. Mean,
4: luckily, there's like three or four tackle shops within ten minutes of my house, so luckily I was able to run down one and and help him out. So.
3: Well, next time that happens to me on because I've, I've i had a good day on Gunners one time where the bite was uh, underspins during one of the NACA tournaments actually, and I uh, broke off my last one and was just like shit. I'm gonna I'm going dial Coop's number up and be like, "How are you <laughs> sucking it up? If you are, I need you to run down to." Yes. <laughs> to
4: he, oh, play. now if I'd have been in it, he would have been <laughs> FOL. <laughs> F- <laughs> he would yeah, uh, have been for himself. I, I'll tell it's you what. Competition I, at that point.
1: I mean, I, I know I'm with X Zone, but the the X Zone three and a half and the four inch swimmers, you don't hear much about them, but I mean, they they are really really legit on like a on flashy flashy swimmers, all kind of different things. Tried. I don't I don't like the five or I think it's five and a half. It's the real big one, but for trailers, they're really good. I mm-hmm. they're okay, like on their own, but trailers they are
3: great i keep something in the kayak that's something i would add about the KaiTech that i think was what probably puts them away from a lot of the other ones is you can just put that thing on a swim bait hook and you don't have to get fancy with you can throw a white KaiTech five inches all day and catch fish uh <clears throat> well just because it got brought up so do either one of y'all just because i don't have this here do either actually okay first just to let everybody know how it finished. Jason, who uh, he had some technical issues and couldn't uh, get on with us, but uh, he finished the day with 91 and a quarter, and I know he was skinny water fishing because he's, he's one of the skinny water kings of North Alabama. Uh, Randall ended up in second place with 89 and a quarter, and Coop, you were right back there with 87. So solid finish to the day, and this event helped determine Angler of the Year. So who knows what the standings were? Do you know the top few before this tournament? Cause like coop, you said you knew that you were chasing. Yeah, you kn- so
4: I know I was leading it for the first part of the first couple of tournaments, and then I think Blake jumped Randall and myself right there at the end.
3: Blake Robertson, Blake. Yeah, Robertson, Blake Robertson. So he was in first Blake going Robertson.
4: into it. Randall was in second, and I was in third, and I think Bubba was in fourth. I'm not sure who fifth, sixth, and seventh were. But the top three, this is what... Yeah, it was really about the top three. Bubba had a long shot, but he was trying.
3: So, I I got wind that uh, Blake was talking a little shit (laughs) in the director (laughs) chat, uh, thinking that he had this locked up because it got drawn on his favorite lake to fish. So, Randall, tell us what he said. (laughs) he
5: He was chirping. He was talking about, it's a raft, and... Congratulations, and he was talking smack about me getting my catalytic converter stolen. And, oh man! <laughs> he, he won. He won. Uh, he won the classic last year, which was on Wheeler. Um, and I won Angler of the Year last year as well. But he was talking crap because he won. But I tried to tell him. So, not only did my catalytic converter get stolen during, at the end of that tournament, but I had COVID when it. I got diagnosed three days prior. I had a huge fever. Like, I was, I mean, I had it. So, I fished that tournament, and I was struggling. I forgot my fish grips, and that's when NACA could use fish grips. And I lost by a half an inch to Blake. But I had three fish over 19 inches that I couldn't put fish grips on. And if you know you can put fish grips on them, you're going to get another three-quarter to an inch out of opening that mouth. Yeah. So, I literally gave him, he He won fair and square but (laughs) i left my fish grips is the reason he won so he was chirping me about how he won last year my catalytic converter getting stolen so i was like thank god i got him so So,
3: and and then so i'm getting updates during the day because those guys call me during basically any tournament and uh blake blake didn't call me this time but dan sasser he's one of the directors he was calling me and he was like uh do you look at the leaderboard? And I said, yeah, earlier. Cause Blake was up in, I think like, I can't even remember like second or third place at one point. And, um, uh, he was like, Randall just posted his fish and he jumped, uh, jumped Blake. And I was like, Oh, here we go. And he's like, yeah, I called Blake and asked him if he'd looked. And he said, no. And he said, yeah, Randall just passed you. And he said, Oh no, I'm not going to win now. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so anybody that doesn't know anything about NACA, NACA is like the, like the KBN of Alabama when it comes to like me and stuff like that. It didn't get, we've had some good ones and some questionable ones and some of the worst people that come through our group group get put out in the greatest ways when Randall and these guys get to posting memes and shit. (laughs) But uh, there were some really good ones of uh, what was it? It was the, the guy that's usually holding the dollar bill, but you had him holding the angler of the year trophy. (laughs) Oh yeah. Not yet, Blake.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Gotta
3: be quicker than that. <laughs> uh, I really wanted to hit on it just because Blake listens to every one of these episodes, yeah. I, and I know that. So, love you, buddy. But I'll teach you to talk shit, Valiant. especially to Randall.
4: <laughs> oh man. Well,
3: uh, so that like you said, so that's back to back Angler of the Year. That is that you've won three AOIs, haven't you? Or is it just two? Three, three, Three. So he he's one of the dudes to beat in the state, as well as Coop. Coop, I only think I've finished ahead of Coop one time. It was in a had, throw down, and I hang my hat on that.
4: I know I've had two runner up angler of the years. I'm thinking I had three. If I would not if we went three, I had a third place finish. And I thought this was going to be my year until Randall then snuck back in because I had to beat Randall, I think, by like one spot. And I had to beat Blake by like three spots. Yeah. And came up short. So there's always next year. Yeah, start out strong.
3: And there's some changes for NACA next year. So, uh, yeah. just for anybody that uh, is listening, uh, NACA is one of the one of the clubs that didn't allow motors. It's been a manpower club as long as they've been around. Um, they voted to go motor. So, uh, are y'all going to jump on that train, or you think you're going to keep yeah. kicking ass the way you do?
5: I think. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'll say I'll end up probably with one just to make some runs, kind of. Look at this Wheeler tournament with a motor. It kind of opens up some stuff that uh, you really wouldn't even try to do otherwise. Right. With the with the ramp situation and, and different things. So if it saves you forty five minute paddle turns into a thirty minute joyride, I'm all for it. I mean, it does, I'm not man. gonna knock it. You don't need it by any stretch to win. It's not a no. Uh-huh. It's not an advantage um well i say it's not an advantage it's um yeah it's an advantage for sure just like paddling is over paddling but at the end of the day you still got to catch them
4: yeah
3: what about you coop you getting in on it
4: um i've been in on the motors for a little bit but knocking never allowed them so i still got it it sits there uh <laughs> i use it when i can so i mean that, there's and takes to a motor i mean there's a hassle and setup of everything Yep. I mean, there's pros and cons with any way you look at it, any way you go. I mean, you look at the Hobie BOS, I'm pretty sure that kid paddled the whole weekend. Yeah. So, I Jackson mean. Jackson Rabanis. Yeah. So, I mean, it don't matter if you got motor. It's all about where you're at, what you're fishing, and and how you fish. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. 100%.
3: Yeah. It, the boat definitely... don't make the kayaker. No. So. It's just like LiveScope. It's just another tool. Yeah. Um. I was always weird about it and then I got to try one one time and now like I still love my float trips and dragging kayaks up the up the shoals and stuff but it opens like Randall said it opens up so much more water to even just go check out like you look at it on a map one day and are like that is a hell of a pedal to get over there and it not be worth it well now oh, yeah. especially with the lithium batteries and everything I'll run five miles on a chance for pre-fishing you know I mean you could get over there and it's never seen a kayaker before it's so it's definitely a fun tool but it can
5: also you can put yourself five miles away from fish too so amen it, it, <laughs> it's not
3: a, i mean it's not
5: it don't help you catch fish it make you make you go look for more fish but that's not always a good thing and we I mean, talked about
3: it on here it'll make you even worse because you'll stop instead of breaking down an area you're you know you can run away and check yeah. something else out and you might you might have been in the right area and just not figured out the pla- the pattern yet. It's yeah. just like Coop said, man, pros and cons. I think it'll be cool to see next year, I, and I, I yeah. don't think it'll be any surprise. I bet you we'll still have plenty of guys cashing checks that are just paddling or peddling.
4: but you look at Coleman, I mean, I don't, I think they've made a comment that I don't even think a motor has won a tournament since they nope. allowed it. I, so I didn't
1: know they allowed motors. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, and our, our tournaments, every year, angler of the year, and most Tournaments are won by people who are paddling. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, in Iron City. So,
3: that one, that the motor, motor being a like advantage as far as people thinking that like it literally is helping these people get more fish, I feel like it's just been put to bed. If you want that argument, go to Live Scope. Live Scope can make it, but it's the same thing. You can find the fish on Live Scope, don't mean you can catch the damn thing. Well, yeah. you may fish no. that fish for four hours, you know.
4: We're in I know a couple I ran live scope this year, and
5: if you're using your motor to run five miles on tournament day, you already you're behind the eight ball. If if that's what you're trying to do, if you're trying to run five miles to find fish, where well, you already got a problem. Yeah. Now you're using you could always use motor to practice. Now if you don't go practice with a motor for two days and go five miles this way, five miles that way, and find fish, and then you can go to them and catch them, that's totally different. But on tournament day, it don't change anything like a tvk whoever it was that's allowed motors kbf Kilroy. if you find fish and you catch them like you don't the motor just it's just another tool it's not an it's not an advantage to to where people should think that they have to have one to compete because they don't
3: yeah we'll have to start posting all (laughs) the results from like naka and coleman and stuff like that i mean i remember uh even when the pedal kayak thing started getting big, I remember, um, oh, I can't remember that boy. He uh, he won the NACA Pickwick event, paddling fishing ledges in an Ascend and beat everybody out there in their Hobie. Right. Yep. No graph, no electronics, just fishing memory and knowing where stuff was. Paddled all day because I blew me away because when we came into the weigh-in, he asked me if I could show him how to set up his fish finder. And I was like, what? And he was like, "Yeah, I, I don't know how this works. I don't really use them." And I was just like, "Ledge fishing with no electronics." Well, yeah. hell yeah! In these cl-
5: clubs in Alabama's. If you take the same ten people and you give them motors, and you took a different ten people and you took them away, whoever's been there is still going to be there. Yeah, that's yeah. not going to change.
3: No.
4: Yeah. I mean, biggest thing. you I mean, you had thirty-five mile an hour wind. It don't matter. Well, it's hard to fish. I mean, a motor's going to open up a few more things you can fish that day. Pedals are going to open up a few more fish, things that you can fish that somebody who's paddling can't. But you take the wind away, and somebody who's paddling got just as so much advantage in an area. or during Oh the
1: time. yeah. It's and I sure. I posted in this in Iron City where whenever we announced it because we want to do it as early as possible. Like I've looked at videos. I get five miles an hour with a Newport. With a I have a big lithium battery, you can spend a hundred dollars on a battery and get a two hundred dollar water snake, and get like seventy five percent of what I'm getting. Yeah. For so I mean it's, yeah, up you, two thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people have you know, they're getting four miles an hour. They might not get the the distance or quite the speed, but for real cheap, you can get you know. You can get a motor on don't there.
3: Don't so. get lost in the market. You can do it yeah. for next to nothing. And I Newport, oh, absolutely I, before Newport vessels, I did it on the cheap. Yeah. So I'd say man. on gunner
5: toll, if anybody had an advantage, it would be the guy who's willing to paddle,
3: and that's the God's answer. Amen. Odds. The guy who's
5: willing to go through a mile of shit, thick grass that looks like a field. Yeah. That's the guy that has the advantage, not the guy running five miles an hour on the river channel. And oh, that's
3: how man, that's how I felt the first time I explored, really explored the area. Randall's real familiar with, is I basically was able to motor from the ramp, we'll say a half a mile, and then the motor had to come up, and it was push pulling and paddling. Yeah. And then it, I think about all of my favorite places to fish on well and that's it. Like you motor and not far, and then the grass is just so bad that it's paddle but even like drew gregory
5: i mean how many tournaments and how many cash checks if he cashed and he just (laughs) paddles off in some skinny water some slop he don't those it's not an advantage people just complain that it's almost pay to play but it's not because you don't have to pay
3: that to play you don't have to get one Mm -mm. you can keep whacking on them on the cheap cheap well uh so, kick ass tournament. Um, and then congrats, Randall, on back to back AOI. Get Blake, take that shit. Coop, I think you got it next year. Hopefully, it doesn't get drawn on Wheeler again. It's a dynasty. Uh, <laughs> but uh, keep that down. Aspirations for state. So, uh, our state championship is going to be on the lower Coosa and on Lake Jordan. Big spotted bass fishery on the, the lower inside. Y'all got any predictions on that? Any hopes? Somebody's going to catch them.
4: Yeah, somebody. Hopefully it's me, but I don't know. It's a, I think it's it's
1: kind of tough in October, to be honest. And some people are going to turtle. Nobody,
5: oh, definitely.
4: I've Wallace, lost a lot of gear on that river.
5: Yeah, Wallace Towing and Recovery will be out there on Saturday helping anybody that needs help.
3: Didn't your, uh, what, was it your brother or brother-in-law that turtled like three or four oh, yeah. times last year?
5: That was It was... My brother-in-law, Bubba, Coop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did it, was it you I rescued? I had to rescue you, May, too. Made I? it to the
4: last rapid. Made wow. it to the last one. Didn't have anything strapped down because the day had went so good. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. It happened. So, I'll tell you, strap your stuff down. Have extra bungee cords, extra leashes. Like, take memorable gear. Like, yeah, it is... It's no joke. Go left and drag if you don't feel comfortable. I don't bring I that was hot dollar last
5: year, frog ride. Yeah, but the year before, it was like – it rained a bunch. It was like 17 11,000, 12,000 maybe CFS. Like it was – Broke my
3: paddle halfway through. It was Jesus. quick. You know, and I, I've been talking – I'm not familiar with the area. I've never been down there. So I've been talking with the local clubs down that way while I set the tournament up. You know, and I was talking to them. I was like, backup plans. I was like, if we get a lot of rain – you know, does it make it kind of unsafe? Should we do, you know, a plan B on uh, just Jordan? And they were like, no. They were like, there's so many slack areas you can get to on the river that fish better when the water's high. We do it all the time. And it's like, I have believe that, but it's like a safety thing. Like, I don't want an inexperienced paddler going down there and getting in fifteen to 17,000, you know, getting blown down that river. <laughs> like, Yeah. I mean, that's...
5: For uh, in, inexperienced anglers in general in that set is is tough. And then even that river, I mean, even when it's summer sunny day, there's places you
4: could just get yourself into some trouble.
5: Yeah. But it's just it's just how it is. But it's it's beautiful. Fish spots.
4: I mean, beautiful fish. I mean, they fight. If you think smallmouth fight, I mean that's the next next best thing. Yeah, I ain't small, never caught Shooli, but
5: smallmouth fight up.
4: Yeah, they fight down
5: Alabama bass fight down. Yeah, and, and it's it's legit.
1: Like if if you've never been there, I mean, you know, if somebody is thinking about fishing it and they qualified for it, you can legit catch a PP. Oh, Alabama down yeah. there. Yeah,
3: they, I think I'll every year some somebody catches one over and twenty and inches. Yeah, wow. Every year someone catches <laughs> one, at least one over twenty, yeah. and there's I usually quite I a got few like good bass.
4: Twenty-two bags. down there a couple of years ago. Well, I caught
5: a 22 they're, and a half on a whopper plopper. Yeah,
3: they're they're freaks mm. down there.
4: Yeah, they're awesome. And up by the dam, some big old striper too. Up by the dam.
3: That's what I'm torn. I'm not going to get on the water Saturday, uh, obviously, because I'm running the tournament. So I'm going down Thursday, and I was thinking about doing, like, do I want to fish the Kusa for spots, run down, go fish for shoal bass, because that's a bucket list fish that I haven't got yet, or go fish big striper at the dam. I hadn't decided yet.
4: I'm kind of worried about how many people are actually going to be on the river. So, I mean, it kind of makes me want to go to the lake.
3: Don't go to the lake. Dan, Dan's dan been the highest finisher at the lake the last two years. And he's really? never finished higher than seventh. But he was the number one on the lake. That's what he was I've like, never seen it. I won't do never it Never looked
4: at it.
3: It's, it's good. I mean, you know, if if
1: it's tough because there's not a lot of launches on Jordan. So, I mean – you know, there's a lot of places I'd love, like I've been in a boat that I really like that maybe you could compete, but the places without a motor that you could reach in a kayak, it just doesn't compete with the river.
4: Is the state going to allow motors this year? No. I haven't even heard yet.
1: No. Next year, but not this year. That's what I'm, yeah, they, I'm answering for Jimmy. No, no that's it, No, it's yeah. fine.
3: I mean, it was asked with the directors and they agreed no. And then I found out that last year they were. So now I'm like, well, Maybe we should just let it happen, but I'll have all the details out this week. I'm waiting on the camping information. I've got everything else locked down. I've had a bunch of sponsors step up with all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, I can go ahead and say it here. $500 is being added for adding in for big bass. So biggest bass of the weekend is getting $500 from the city of Wetumpka. Um, they're hooking us up with some t-shirts. I'm trying to get us a deal at one of the drink, the pubs down there, all sorts of stuff, but it's, they're taking their time, and but they're putting the work in. So I, I appreciate that from them. I think we'll have a good time. Um, I'm sure I'll be handling handing Randall something because I think Randall no. has won money every time I've held a tournament. Period. Yeah, not on the not on the
5: Cusa. I've never, <laughs> never cashed a check there. You
3: can. You
1: might as well write a check to Lance right now because I know. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think he's and won Chuck- one state, two or three times down there. Yeah. I uh, won the open
4: division beautiful. the very first time we ever had a state championship. Walked away with my first trophy ever. Hell yeah!
3: Oh yeah, uh, trophy that, got trophies coming. Um, it, it was
1: messed up the first year I fished it, and I got seventh. If a uh, spot rolled down to me, and if I would have fished the opening rather than the thing, I would have won. You won I, it, <laughs> yeah. But I wanted to be like, oh, I'm in the championship division because it was my first time, and I yeah, I screwed myself. That's hilarious. Well,
4: I, I appreciate it, Dan, because I think you told me that story one off one day.
1: Oh, did it? So, oh, I, so I
4: appreciate that.
1: Oh, I, I, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even know. I forgot it was. You know, I wasn't saying it. Like,
4: no, I, I actually yeah. I forgot you had told me that story.
3: I didn't but, know
1: I had no.
4: told
3: you that. I'm sorry. That's
1: I, I thought saying. I just kept it to myself and cussed quietly.
3: You know. <laughs> one last thing to touch on, and it's because I was mentioning giveaways. Randall, do you have you started winning giveaways yet? Because I know for as long as I've been with NACA, it is comical at the NACA. Everybody, uh, the the NACA saying is you show up for the the giveaways.
5: At the Classic, I think we had 18 raffles
3: to give away, and there was like 28, 29
5: people. Yeah, but not everybody showed up. So, to the way There was only two two tickets left over. Over two tickets left, and guess who's one of the ones that was left? (laughs) They're like, all right, raise your hand if you didn't get your number called. I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> like i, I I'm genuinely think they take my number out and like put it in their pocket
3: we've every like like i was saying uh nack little saying is we're just here for the giveaways we you know I mean? always have lots of raffles that are any of our trail stops not even just the classic and i've sat at a table with randall and seen the frustration and I, i'll never forget it was pickwick one year You said, I swear to God, if y'all call me for that stupid pack of baits, I'm going to spike that crap right in the floor of this restaurant and walk out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
1: This is like a mega shout out. I mean, if you made it this far in the show and you're within driving distance of fishing at NACA event, they are absolutely, without a doubt, one of the top two or three clubs in the country that you could possibly imagine to fish the best giveaways, the best guys. The best, y'all have some of the best water in the dang country, the most diverse stuff from, you know, from Smith, Smith. some Smith to Gunnersville. I mean, you know, like I heard somebody somebody on KBN not too long ago ask, like, where's the best place to be in the country? Chattanooga, North Alabama. I mean, one of those two. You're either
3: sitting on the best in the country or you're within driving distance to the rest of them. Like, it's a mecca. I can't um, believe I, I landed. We have this.
4: a lot of good fishermen in our group It's because we're so diverse. I mean no. like you said within an hour you're fishing different water. NACA's
3: so like a difference for anybody wondering between NACA and or Alabama in general and to Tennessee clubs. Tennessee clubs are all ran very, very well, very professional. A lot of your big national anglers fish that. You know, you go to finish a Tennessee tournament you're fishing 100 against the known best anglers in the country probably going to get your butt kicked well if you think you're somebody and you come down and fish a NACA event or an Iron City event they're going to beat the shit out of you most of the time like these boys have got this reminds me of like the Tuesday night tournaments on the Warrior River some Joe Schmuckatelli you've never heard of will outfish anybody on you know their their body of water and that's that's what NACA has always been like it's very like old school feeling, and it's fun, like it's like a big family of people. And like, shame on you if you win a tournament because they're gonna make fun of you. Oh, yeah,
5: you're gonna get ridiculed for yeah. sure.
3: It's the only club that if you win a tournament, it's way worse. I remember Randall yeah. ran around with runner up Randall name for a long time. Oh, cause...
5: that's what I was just looking at. I got all these checks <laughs> on the wall, and my name ain't even on there's some kind of stupid slogan. Or...
2: <laughs> it says no shipping or
5: runner up Randall or. <laughs>
4: Bump stickers, yeah, bump stickers. stickers. I know there. We and, the,
1: and the, the, I, I <laughs> another thing, and the like the leaders throughout state for the clubs. They um were like we're trying to get together like they do up in Tennessee. with cast and um and everybody talking about it and and we're trying. I know if somebody had suggested doing like where events are going to be where we have joint events with clubs. Those will be like there'll be a high roller pot on top of those events. So it'll be like kind of like a high roller pot for three or four different tournaments through the year. So we Alabama's trying to get our stuff together. Nac hey, has been the leader for so long.
3: I'm I'm you excited. Know. It it but. like we're the last to the uh the standard. But it's I'm glad it's happened. They went five fish this year most of the clubs. <laughs> they went hands on, no fish grips, no mouth open. It's exciting it's like yay we're like everybody else now yeah but, speaking uh, of
4: clubs joining i think tvka has their classic on Gunnersville this weekend so they, they have like
1: the, the iron man deal
3: right yeah starts friday
5: yeah. at three and ends sunday at three you fish that, awesome. random
3: did you fish with them enough did you yep i, I think anybody <laughs> can fish it. I, I think can. anybody can fish it
4: they have like a little side pot. Oh, that's right. I think I fished. That well, you just have to pay uh,
5: 20 extra if you didn't fish any of the trees. Yeah, that's what it is. Sure.
4: Mm-hmm. So, I think
3: I'm going to throw my
4: hat
3: in. Yeah, I'm going to fish it. I'm going to come sit with well, Randall. Of course you are. I
4: mean, I'm telling you, I mean, they they got some of the best fishermen around. I mean, you're not wrong about right. that. So, I enjoy fishing with them.
3: Heck, yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys hopping on with us we've kept you for long enough but y'all did great in the classic great fishing years it's really cool that not only were y'all the top finishers of the event but y'all were the top of the top of the boards for angler of the year so uh this is the part of the show where we like to give uh give you guys a chance to shout out you know any of your sponsors or anybody that makes uh fishing easier for you so coop if you want to start
4: yeah uh i guess i'll start with my wife i mean <laughs> she supports me and everything i do and probably wouldn't still be doing if it wasn't for her so shout out to her and all her support so other than that pretty much run solo now so
3: running solo he uh he divorced us with new canoe that's
4: yeah i hadn't been i hadn't done anything with new canoe in a while great company great boat i still have one still run it there's nothing wrong with them i just I, i just i don't do nothing more i just rather fish and do stuff with my family I hear Try you. To put a lot of time into it. Not a big social media person. Don't like being in the spotlight much. So
3: I hear you. Well, heck yeah, man. Well, Randall, what about you?
5: Man, I just got a couple. Obviously, dugout. Everybody knows what those guys are doing. From the I, you know, the title sponsor for the Ike tournament down to all the just supporting us, the angler of the year, and NACA. I mean, they're doing it all. From Jackson to Hobie, they got everything anything and everything. I mean, they ain't got to be much selling to do. They kind of sell themselves. So. And Seagar, I've kind of been on them with them for two years, and the best. Love it, I love it. I mean, I, I can constructive criticism on some few things, but overall, they've been good stuff. And Spro, um, shoot, I've ninety nine percent of my money comes off a Spro, a Spro turn, uh, frog. Yeah. So. <laughs> They gave me, a good, gave me a good deal on them, so I appreciate them, too, and definitely my wife and everybody else that gives me crap
3: along the way. And, and big thanks to your son for not uh, fishing the tournaments anymore because I'm sure he'd be giving it to you by now.
5: Oh, man, he was doing good for a while. He, he was good, kicking
3: man. some ass. I mean, I, can't, I think he was like 14, 15 the last time yeah. I got to fish against him, and he put a hurting on us.
5: He qualified for state through NACA in top ten wrangler of the year it's like 14
3: yeah he's he got older
5: and got into sports and girls and
3: that's I right i him there
5: <laughs> he'll figure it out one day and come back to fishing
3: he will i figure about 19 <laughs> 20 years old he's gonna turn right back into the water <laughs>
5: yeah. but i appreciate y'all too for having us on oh yeah
3: definitely putting together one what they do to...
5: for running state and damn for doing it. all the stuff he does and t- down with his group, and hopefully we can get some tournaments together, see some new water. We're we're trying to for next year, so hopefully we can. Do like a, I'd love to get down there and fish some of that stuff I hadn't seen, and I'm sure some of those guys would love to get up here.
1: Come on, anti. Hey, I'll sh- I'll show you a Coosa River Lake. You show me a little bit more at Gunnersville. We can work that out anyway. I'll give you a, uh, I'll give you
5: the A one spot on Wheeler. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, with what uh with KBF coming there next year, national championship. You might have
5: to.
4: I yeah. think the Opens are coming this uh, year. Fast Opens uh, announced they were the second tournament. Imagine yes. on Wheeler.
5: Imagine 400 kayak anglers on Wheeler. All gyms and 13 yeah. different
3: 380 sports. of them are going to be in like three spots. <laughs> that's the only, like, yeah. I looked at it like, oh, KBF's coming here for championship. And I was like, well, that's a good chance to make some money, though. And then, you know. They haven't had the numbers that they've had in the past, but, I mean, you have to think about they've had in the 6s and the 400s before.
5: Even if they did 300, I mean... Wow, yeah. man. I mean, if,
1: if, you were ever, if,
5: if you're ever going to
1: fish KBF, you know, next year might be the year with the Classic being there. I'd like to
4: see how it holds up between pre-fishing and then the tournament. That's what well, you see say. how it does with just
3: crush it. 28 mm-hmm. anglers. Is it already sucks, so... <laughs> it's be yeah. like the national championship with the smallest limits. I mean, he's it's not wrong. Wrong. I mean,
4: there's great fishing all around here, but I mean, I wouldn't say Wheeler's the top.
3: I think uh, it would be cool if they did like Wheeler Wilson combo or something like that. I mean, like, we
5: don't know why it's Wheeler. Just did oh, a landing
3: like yeah. I Means
5: put that two and two together,
3: right? That's how that happened. Yeah, because the fishing's good. I'll no, no, not at all.
4: But well, anyway, all right guys. Yeah man. Yeah, I appreciate y'all. Appreciate thank the God. board of directors for knocking too. So yep. Thank you for all y'all do. For sure man. Holy
3: we'll, uh we will let y'all go but uh hope to have y'all back and see y'all in the future. So, thanks again and y'all have a good night boys. Yes sir. See you. See y'all random.
5: Y'all. Randall.
3: See you all alright That's a we got a lot more juice off that episode than I was ready for. I love that. I really have, dude. My frog game is not where I thought it was. I've done the whole like set it in the window thing, but I knew I was in for something. When he was like, yeah, sandpaper. I was like, oh, I'm off. That's pretty cool, though. Well, uh, we'll
1: get to I'm, some turning. I'm, spool- re- I'm spooling up 30-pound line tomorrow. I'm literally
3: staring was. at a spool of it right now. Just but-
1: the, the, the casting distance. Whenever he said that, I was like, yeah. 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 <laughs>
3: And what's funny is I was, like I said, I throw 50 or 65. I was throwing a frog uh, last weekend when I went out for a couple hours. And I was just, like, not feeling like I was getting the distance like normal. And, I mean, that's still not a bomb cast. No, I mean, you can throw it pretty far. But you think about, like, how far you can throw a 20-pound braid. Like, you can send it to the moon, you know? Yeah. well, all right, well, we're going to get into some uh, other tournaments we had around the country, and uh, we've got just a few. We'll start off with the New York uh, Kayak Bass Fishing Group, NYKBF, uh, on Kayu- Lake. uh Lake. This one's with a K? I haven't seen this oh, one before. Four. Uh, Kayuka, two-day tournament, forty anglers. It was their state championship. First place, Jake moulton with one hundred and seventy-four inches. Second place, yeah, second place, Jose Vuittonet, with one seventy-three and a quarter. And third place, Darren Schwinbeck, with one seventy-one and a half. Uh, Next up from there, we have the Foothill Kayak Anglers of North Carolina. Uh, it's a re- They call it the Reservoir Battle, Lake James and the W. Kerr-Scott Reservoir. 32 anglers of the Three Fish Tournament. First place, Kenley Martin with 50 and a quarter. Second place, Steve Simpson with 48 and a half. Third place, Mark Wil- Wilkins with 47. Next up the Kayak Anglers of Western Pennsylvania, the River's Edge Steel City Classic. Uh, any moving water in a 50-mile radius of River's Edge Canoe and Kayak. So kind of like the river stop that gets done down here. Uh, 56 anglers, five fish limit, first place Jeffrey Rabbit with 85 and a quarter. Second place, Chad Claypool with 84 and a half. And third place, uh, Dane province also with 84 and a half. Next up is the North Carolina Bass Nation Kike Series State Championship on High Rock, Baden, Tuckertown, and Tillery. 63 anglers, five fish limit, first place Austin Vang with 89 and a quarter. Second place, Mark Glend with 84 and a half. And third place, Bruce Deal with 82 and a quarter. Uh, The big, big tournament that everybody wanted to check out the last weekend was the Hobie BOS on Lake Dardanelle, which uh, we're going to try and get those guys on uh, next week uh, since this week was a reschedule. Uh, Wanted to go ahead and get it taken care of. But Hobie's two-day tournaments, everybody knows. Um, Smaller, I think it's one of their smallest turnouts of the year, Um, 141 anglers. Uh, First place, Jackson Robanus with 165 inches. Barely edging out second place, Francis Tran, who also had 165 inches lost to the big fish. Um, but, Mm. uh, third place, Jordan Marshall's having a really good end of his year with 163 and a half. So he was right there too. But yes, Jackson Robanus, the son of, you know, the great Fred Robanus that everybody knows about. Um, he got talked into the tournament. If you haven't seen the video, go check it out on Drew Gregory's page. Um, Drew got to hang out and talk with him before he knows them and talked him into getting into it. And he paddled those two days and did fantastic first kayak tournament, first time in a kayak and won a high level tournament. That right there lets you know that that good fishing runs in that family. But uh, yeah, so congrats to him on that. Hopefully we see him uh, stick to the kayak stuff a little bit, dabble with it. Uh, moving on from there, we have the uh, Kayak Anglers of Missouri on Mazingo Lake. Twenty-six anglers. First place, Alan Birding with eighty-four and a half. Second place, Kyle Savner with eighty-one. Third place, Christopher Cramsey with seventy-eight and three quarters. The Central States. Uh, next up is the Central States Kayak Series Championship on Crest Town, Iowa, uh, or in Crest Town, Iowa. Uh, two-day tournament. Thirty-one anglers. First place, Chris Longshore with one seventy-seven. Second place, Rick Valdez with 166 and three quarters. Third place, Sam Burke with 165 and a quarter. Next up's the Oregon Kayak uh, Bass Fishing Tour on Takenich Lake, 28 anglers. First place, Jason McClear with 75 and a half. Second place, Kyle Dickinson with 74 and three quarters. And third place, Brandon Hua with 72 and a quarter. Next up, next up is the SCKA Championship event out in San Diego, California, two-day tournament uh san vicente in the lower otay didn't we find out we've been saying that wrong
1: yeah it's otay <laughs> uh
3: 31 anglers five fish limit per day first place uh stephen buchner with 162 and three quarters second place brandon uh cabrales with 150 and a so big di- gap between first and second there and justin maupin with 147 and a quarter last two uh bluegrass kayak anglers cave run Uh, 46 anglers. It was a joint event with the Cincinnati kayak fishing club. First place, Brandon Hayes, 66 inches and five fish. The only angler to catch a limit. Second place, Jeffrey Stewart with 57 and three quarters. And third place, Kyler Brownham, with 51 and three quarters. Um, going down from that, you have the Cincinnati kayak fishing club, which was also going uh, on with that tournament. Uh, they had 42 anglers in that, but there is a little bit of a different, uh, Ending, because I guess these guys didn't double dip, but first place, a good friend of the uh, Paddle and Fin group, uh, Michael Grimsley, 70 and a quarter, the only angler to limit in that tournament. Second place, Kyler Branham with 51 and three-quarter, and third place, Chris Yonk with 42 and three-quarter. So that's it for the tournaments around the country. Not too bad, getting closed down. Uh, What you got going on coming up, Dan? Anything planned for the weekend?
1: Well, this weekend, I'm the host of... My wife's going out of town, so I'm not getting a fish, which is is fine. But the um, but the kingfishers or Coos Kingfishers KFL obviously our team, We're we have a home game this weekend against uh, Southern Slayers, who are kind of some of the guys are local, so should be tough. If and this is where y'all at? We, uh, it's at home. We're at home the rest of the season. Well, we, I mean, like what y'all's home lake? Neely Henry. Neely Henry. Sorry. Yeah. So if we win this one, it'll either be Virginia or Arkansas Hogs come here and then the championship on check.
3: So this is the start of the playoffs for y'all?
1: Last week, yeah, for us. Last week was wild card weekend. So there's this weekend, the eighth, October eighth, and then the end of October's championship. So Hell yeah. that's all that's left. Heck yeah. Well, good yeah. luck
3: to you on that. Hope uh
1: I'm not know. getting I'm well you're just, not getting well good luck to your yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm hosting the, the live, so There we go. How about you, man?
3: I'm supposed to be helping. uh, This is the, if I remember correctly, this is the last weekend that you can pre fish for Pickwick for the upcoming uh, Bassmasters Kai event uh, in October before the water goes off limits. And I'm still dabbling whether I'm going to do it. I don't think I'm going to get to because I just finalized I'm going uh, red fishing uh, at the end of October for like six days down in uh, grand isle louisiana with really a bunch of, yeah a uh, bunch of my buddies are uh, going down there i got invited i didn't think i was going to get to make it but figured out a way to make it very affordable so i um, gonna run down there and do that first time ever man grand isle that's trip of a lifetime right there yeah they they uh two of the guys have got some good experience there uh, i reached out to our co-host dustin nichols dustin's got a lot of experience there um but we're curious to see how it was. They tried to go last year, but it got blown out by the hurricane, like completely destroyed. Um, and like all the grass in the area got sucked out and, you know, sucked out of the marshes and stuff like that. So uh, looking forward to getting down there and hoping it's good. Um, just bring a double sparkle beetle rig. That's all you need. You just tell me what the hell that means and we'll figure it out. Because right now I'm like bulk buying paddle tails. And well, I think it was uh, like, the Z-Man Easy Shrimp, like, gonna go down there and mess them up with some Z-Man stuff. That's what what I've been told to buy. So, but uh, yeah. But as far as this weekend, yeah, I think we're going out to Pickwick, gonna go dabble around and uh, see if the fall pattern started there. It definitely was not two weeks ago, so we're gonna try one more time. And I found some juicy new areas that I didn't realize were uh, kayakable that I'm gonna go poke my finger in. But that's about it. Cool. Well, all right, folks, it's been another great episode. Uh, thanks for sticking with us as always. Uh, definitely, if you've made it this far, you got some really good juice on some uh, some chatterbait and really some frog information. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. We will see everybody next week. Like I said, going to try and get the Hobie, guy, Hobie winners on for next week. But until then, we will see y'all and everybody be good. Peace.
2: Later. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn.